0: Welcome to episode 93 of New Indian Woman Podcast, airing first in late August 2023, and I am your host, Krishna. In the last episode, part one of this two part series, We met Jis Sebastian, whose one-word intro of being a researcher will not do her justice. Let us hear the intro once again. Hi friends, today we have uh, Ms. Jis Sebastian as a guest for the New Indian Woman podcast. She is a PhD, an ecologist based in Kerala. She has worked extensively in plant and animal ecology in the western Ghats, the western and eastern Himalayas of India. She has been involved in research and conservation of natural resources with communities for one decade now. Her interest lies in forest ecology, agroecology, sustainable community building, natural building and women and environment. In the last episode, we had stopped at a question. Let me replay that question for you and then let us continue with part two of this two-part series in this episode. A listener may think that, okay, so what? She got interested in some area, which is a new area, and so that is her passion. She went ahead, was stubborn to join that particular course, etc., and found that as a career option. I don't think that is the story, because... Uh, once you go there and within that you have to make choices and the difference is that um, you know there is constant learning, lot of challenges, we have not even talked through all the challenges that you faced but is the story as simple as you found your passion and you are with it or I was listening to one of the TED talks where you were talking about your low periods, and uh, I, I was very much impressed by you sharing and talking about it, which I feel is very important. Could you share something around that?
1: Yeah, I think I'm basically an explorer. My first research was in the Kashmir Himalayas. That was a very new place for me. I mean, I remember that it was the first time I actually saw like snow falling, you know, from the mm. sky, and uh, so it was quite a surprise for me. And I worked in that uh, snowy landscape. I never worked closely with the people there. Hmm. And I mean, more than my exposure to the wildlife of that area, I was also very touched by the people. I mean, how I was like supported by the people there and... uh, I mean, if you ask me, I would still say like, you know, the warmest hug that I received in my entire life was from Kashmir Wali. I mean, the women there, they Mm -hmm. have seen so much of uh, uh, trouble and pain in their life. So like when they hug you, you can literally feel, I mean, the spirit and everything. I don't know Mm -hmm. that I cannot describe that feeling. So that was like the warmest hug that I have received Mm -hmm. in my life every experience like then I went to arunachal then I lived uh, in arunachal I lived with the tribe I mean indigenous communities there so I was pretty uh, like uh, amazed to learn that all the women there mm. they do a lots of work every day I mean starting from like 3 30 in the morning they work and work and work until uh, you know sun sets and uh, uh, and they go into the forest and they collect some this not some forest products and then they come back and they prepare food and. I mean, uh, it was incredible and some of the, I I mean, I'm not saying all, but some of the men were like uh, completely addicted to uh, alcohol and they spent a lot of time just uh, moving around. So they don't really help much in -hmm. their day-to-day lives. So, and these women, they're like very strong and they do incredible job all day long. Each of these experiences. I was a learning for me again from Assam. I have seen similar things, and then I came to Western Kurds. So, in the Western Kurds, when I was doing my PhD research, during my research, it told it takes a lot of time and effort. So, you will have to spend at least a week or month in one place at once. We camp in some areas, sometimes, we depend uh, the local communities there. I have uh, lived with the local uh, indigenous communities. I lived with the forest watch, forest watchers families. I have if you look at the forest areas in Kerala, I think I have almost lived uh, in uh, all those families. I I, I just can't even count the number of families that I have lived with. Hmm. I I think it must be around 100 or more. (laughs) So, sometimes it sounds funny to people because you just uh, don't know them you just go there and you meet them today and you're just leaving there are mm. taking shelter from them you're taking their so food
0: you are not just exploring and, uh, forests you are just exploring living with strangers also yes
1: yes yes exactly and the next day you're just saying bye-bye you know and mm. you might not uh, like see them ever again so mm. it's like just uh, so I had this plenty of uh, this experience from different parts and uh, even in Turkey, I had this wonderful experience of a strange man helping me out and uh, he shared his bread with me. When I looked back, it's not only about what I learned from the forest and it is always like, connected with the people who Mm. supported me with my research there were a lot of random people they just offered their food their shelter and their house so like all that thing made my research possible so that's why like uh, when i completed my phd research i actually dedicated my research to all the women and men who supported me during my research and travels So I just, uh, that was such a humbling experience for me. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, When I was in the last leg of my PhD research, I developed some self-doubt and I had uh, developed some imposter syndromes. And uh, then I was not confident to go ahead and I thought I'll just quit uh, the entire process and I'll I'll just quit the PhD research and all that. But then uh, I... Thought okay, I'll just uh, you know try to address this issue, what I'm having, and then I, I identified that I'm having this so much of anxiety and stress. Then I had to just take it slow, and then I sat down for a few months and tried to help myself. And in that process. When I looked back, I just realized. I mean, it was not just me that I, you know, who did everything. You know, because I think there were uh, some point of time that I thought, okay, like you know, I did all this by myself, hmm. and that also spoiled uh, my mental health. When I was analyzing the other situations, I just realized. I mean. I was just uh, being supported by a large number of people a large number of favorable situations and uh, uh, above all the power of earth or the nature force of nature, whatever. When I realized that uh, I just felt like so humbling and then, uh, um, and that inspiration, I didn't want uh, to waste all that inspiration that uh, the support that I received from these people. Mm -hmm. So that's what actually motivated me to just stand up and just, Go further. Thanks
0: for sharing that because when I saw that I felt so happy to see somebody talking about their lowest points when they have completed a successful a particular milestone. Most often we forget the lowest points when we cross and when we meet with success, whatever that success is. So I felt it was nice of you to share because especially women, we do not want to talk about our failures. We do not want to talk about our lowest points. and We always feel as if we are holding the earth up. It's all resting on yeah. our shoulders and if we leave it, yes. it will all fall down. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yes. that burden of it all, in your case, the whole activity and to then realize that there are many people supporting and you owe it to them also. And yes. it's okay when we realize so many people together have done it then the pressure also is lifted a bit, right, of... uh, Right, right.
1: Yeah, I feel that um, like everybody's journey is different and of course the kind of experiments one do with uh, truth is all different, you know, it varies from person to person. So in my journey, I remember in the initial years of my research, I was, okay, I was very excited always and I was crazy, you know. I was just doing the research as I was told to. But then when a particular case comes, I wasn't really putting my heart out there. Okay, okay, how should I approach this? Uh, Something was limiting me. And then uh, later, like when I... uh, got to meet a lot of people who were like working in the field especially some women uh, uh, scientists and ecologists then I learned so many things from them and uh, also I observed that uh, many of them are actually preaching what they are I mean they're doing what they're preaching hmm. so it's like uh, yeah which is something uh, not very common in the field of environmental science because you see a lot of people preaching a lot of things but there are women I would say uh, Specifically, there are some women uh, who actually practice what they say. And this has been quite uh, encouraging for me. I got a lot of inspiration from them. And then I thought, maybe I should just try what they are doing. Because I was a little unhappy at some point that uh, thinking that, okay, I was just trying to do something, but I wasn't uh, really feeling it. And then, uh, like having inspired by some women and then some activists, I thought I'll make some changes and I'll test and uh, then I adopted some changes in my life like uh, I, was, I adopted like mostly a plant-based diet and uh, then uh, I switched to eco-friendly menstruation and then uh, I adopted this uh, chemical-free uh, you know, cosmetics and other products in my life. And uh, I also adopted this minimalism, like I just survive on very few clothes. So uh, things like that I have adopted, and then uh, it actually helped me a lot. And it, I, I was feeling like better because I just felt uh, uh, being true to myself, and I was hmm. just trying to do what I was just talking so everywhere. Yeah, it actually improved my mental health and also like spiritually i became more aware and then also like at that point t- point of time i just thought like i mean why women are like more uh connected to this environment or there are i see a lot of women practicing these things so why is that I mean is there mm-hmm. some sort of connection that they feel with mm-hmm. the environment? So such questions came up and then uh, then I started to learn more about uh, this feminine spirituality, deep ecology and there are I mean, a number of uh, uh, philosophies and school of thoughts that uh, you know, suggest different kinds of relationship between women and environment. So I kind of started to explore all that and uh, I mean this journey has been like quite interesting for me and uh, so I definitely have my own uh, take and my own findings. But uh, and I felt like that I connected with uh, the earth I was actually connecting uh, with myself and it was connecting with the people around me so it was not just I was just connecting with the mm. earth uh, my realization was this connecting with the earth it doesn't really you know happen like you know just go out there do something planetary it doesn't happen like that that's my realization mm. so uh, it actually involves uh, connecting with the uh, liquid like, uh, yourself and your fellow people and the earth so it's actually all these three work together mm. that was uh, quite a learning for me and that was uh, I mean I think that was one of the biggest learning what a life. journey
0: I want to ask about uh, when you talk about your whole experience and this uh, yeah. movement towards maybe the power of women and the context of yeah. the environment and uh, there is a sisterhood that you it is very visible and It is very clear from your experience. Mm, So I would like to understand, uh, because our audience is primarily women, what has been your experience having interacted with women from indigenous communities, from all kinds of environments across the length and breadth of our country, those women may not have been educated as what we define as education but I'm sure they're all very much knowledgeable and what is yeah. the message that you want to share to our listeners based on your interactions I I know it cannot be summarized in one or two sentences but yeah. we, since we can't do anything beyond that maybe if you can share that uh, it'll be really good
1: okay Like I said before, I got to stay with uh, a number of uh, families, a lot of women and in many cases I was just going there for the very first time and then I was leaving the family the very next day. They didn't really have to offer me shelter or food or anything, but they did. When I was uh, completing my thesis. I thought, why did they do that for me? What actually caused them to Mm -hmm. offer that to me? I went back to meet some people, some women, not all. Then I just talked. I asked them, why did you just do that for me? Because you never knew me before. And uh, I could be just a bad person. I Mm could be anyone. You didn't really have to do that for me in the first place. They don't really know how to explain that. But then uh, they just come to a point that uh, they say, I mean, we just do it because you are a woman. Ultimately, I just felt that, I mean, all these answers, they just landed in the same place somewhere (laughs) around, okay, the fact that, okay, being a woman. So, it's like, I just felt, okay, there is something that uh, called sisterhood. Maybe Mm. we are not connected, I mean, related to each other or we may have never seen each other, but... There is something that we actually help each other because there is a feeling that there is a connection. You know, the feel that okay, we are connected to each other because we are sisters or we belong to the same clan or something. I think that is the realization. When and also from each woman, I have learned so much. I was always uh, so surprised and overwhelmed to see like how each of them have uh, you know done in their life because many of them have gone through so much of uh, issues or uh, difficult abuse and stuff like that but then they all of them are really doing wonderful job every day and they're just getting up in the early morning with so much of energy and then doing a lot of things to support themselves and their family and then this is i mean i just couldn't imagine the kind of strength these women have all these things they come together and made me realize I mean these women uh, I'm not just I would say this again I'm not against men okay so just uh,
0: I haven't
1: uh, had an opportunity to realize the inner strength of men so I can only talk about women so I have really learned that these women have this incredible capacity and incredible strength in themselves and this sadly, uh, due to this the society where we are living, it's like women are made to feel like a...
0: Some kind of inferior. Or
1: uh, inferior, yes, yes, citizen. And... And they are—they are also made to believe that, and they are very convinced that they are victim. Of, I mean, they are convinced victim of patriarchy, I would say. And because of this, I mean, although they—they they have this super amazing strength in them, they don't realize that. They don't acknowledge that. They, I mean, they don't even speak that out.
0: Patriarchy doesn't allow them to speak or realize. Exactly.
1: Are, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they just—they think, okay, I'll just uh, adjust with this. I'll just adjust with this. So and they keep on uh, like compromising and adjusting with uh, so many conditions and that makes them uncomfortable Uh, at least if this yeah if if we can see their strength and if we we can make them realize they are super powerful they are doing amazing things they are already doing amazing things then I think it would make a lot of difference and also it would inspire a lot of other women that
0: is true that is true and and I am thinking just when you talk about it I was just thinking as you spoke each one of us in our own lives, we may not have the opportunity to just go out and live with some people living in some remote areas, which is what you are explaining about and we get to hear that. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. we also, if we think about it, we are all while we are not going into the forest. But at the same time, we create some cocoons of people of our own class, people of our own level of education, our own this thing. And we are scared to come out of that bubble and to interact with people outside of that, that particular level. And from your explanation, what I understand is, it is very important for each one of us to think of that and see where is it that we can... Give, extend our hand to another woman or take the help of another hand from another woman regardless of their strata in the society. Whether they are richer, poorer, more educated, less educated, doesn't matter
1: right 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 absolutely so i i always think you know i mean as women we have to like help each other we have to connect with each other i have been trying some workshops actually on
0: on this regard i will be happy to share the links of those workshops i'll take it from you and i will share that along with the notes of this particular episode so that people can Figure out, and if they're interested, they can join that also.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. In these workshops, like I'm just trying to start some discussion with women to uh, where they can just open up freely, they can, I mean, to create a safe space where they can just open up uh, about what they're feeling and. Uh, their, if they can look at uh, their inner self, is it actually alive or is it help happy or healthy? Are they actually be able to you know, talk to their inner self or like what is actually happening to them so in many cases i have seen that uh, when we start this conversations they hesitate women hesitate mm-hmm. to speak and then it takes at least 30 minutes for one to just get into okay like slowly opening up and then then once they open up they can actually speak very freely what why i'm encouraging such uh, uh, platforms to speak is because i just realized this listening to others and then sharing it actually does a lot of uh, magic. Yeah, from my experience that uh, I have been uh, 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 spending some time with a lot of women and I met lots and lots of women Then I always made sure that I listened to their stories. I mean I think that is what actually like helped me you know there because I mean if I was just staying there for the sake of my work and then I'll just say bye-bye next morning then uh, I don't know if I would come to such uh, Mm. learnings or realizations but then I wherever I stayed I always listened to their stories I always I was very curious to know like how they do what they do and how they look at things and uh, so I always listened to them and I would also tell you this Experience can increase your patience a lot. (laughs) Uh, It will make you a wonderful listener. You can uh, listen, you can just sit and listen to people for hours and hours. Hmm. And sometimes you'll come across, come across some negative. uh, attitudes or some people with some negative thoughts as well so it actually helps you to be like very patient and it increases your patience kindness and all that it's uh, it's actually a process that i mean it helps you a lot and also you uh, get to just uh, i think you don't really have to do anything there you just have to be there let them just speak and each, i mean they just want to feel that they are being heard that is uh, the opportunity that most women they do lag right now i just feel we should uh, have more uh, platforms where women can just come together sit together they can speak to each other and they can uh, listen and they can share and this uh, process actually i I believe it really helps uh, every woman and it really helps every individual i would say
0: yeah it is true i am looking forward to that workshop i missed it last time and i am looking forward to it definitely (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's true, it's true. Thanks a lot, uh Jesus. Is there is anything else you want to share that we may have not touched upon?
1: I mean there is so much you know <laughs> to talk about. So like I'll just whenever I try to speak something, I'll just mix everything up. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, I just feel like, I mean, uh, all of us have got like so many different uh, passions. It's not that, okay, I'll just focus on simple thing. There are a number of things that excites us. So it's okay to just do different things, try different things at the same time. Because I have been doing that and I am a strict and ardent follower of my heart. So I always find myself like having uh, multiple uh, things to do or multiple roles to perform. So I just uh, feel like it's completely, it's absolutely okay to be just doing uh, one or two things at a time. And uh, I'm like, uh, like I said, I'm trying to be a researcher and I'm trying to be a practitioner in a sustainable lifestyle. And uh, and also I'm trying to build a uh, community, stronger community, uh, living at multiple levels. Hmm. So like there are a number of things that you could do. So I think just... uh, uh, just try to figure out what you you know really really want to do, mm. and uh, I mean if you are afraid to follow your heart, uh, and none of this works, and if you just look at yourself, and if you can see that your inner self is alive, then just try to find out what it actually wants to do, and then yeah. then if you can uh, identify that then you don't really have to do anything. All the forces will just come to you and all the inspiration will come to you and then you, you will just start listening to yourself and then you will know what you want to do and you will be figuring out the path to your dream. The only thing the, that you have to do is just look at yourself, look at your inner self. I think that's all you have you
0: to make do. Make it sound very simple uh, from yeah. your lived experience but I understand. I understand where this thought is coming from. And yes, that is true. An open mind which will reflect and try to discover the inner self could be the trigger point. And definitely, some of these inputs from you and even the workshop details, etc., we would share so that all of us can explore more and figure out where we want to take ourselves. Right? Right, right. Thank Thank you you. so much, uh, Jess, and all the best.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: So with that, we come to the end of another episode of New Indian Woman. See you again in the next episode. Do visit my website, thenewindianwoman.com for related blogs on this topic. Of course, I would love to hear from you. You could rate or leave a comment in your podcast app or write to me at Krishna at thenewindianwoman.com. Remember, you are what you want to be and the time starts now.